Welcome to The Millennial Mom. I'm your host, Maria Fairfax. Today we have Marcus Corral, who uh, is a recent graduate of the Broadcast Yourself class with Brian Rose. He was on my team and he was the go-to man in our class. And this is my first time ever having a chance to uh, speak with him. And uh, I'm just really honored to have you on my podcast. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm not a millennial mom, but I am a millennial dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so let me, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about you, your background and what made you decide to uh, start a podcast. So, um, man, I, I've been uh, vlogging you know, on my phone and a bunch of different phones that I've had for, I don't know, maybe like five or six years. Um, and it all started really with, uh, with watching uh, Joe Rogan because I would see his podcast and I'd see how different he was with his interviews versus somebody that's uh, maybe more professional, you know, because all we had before him that was, you know, kind of like the cool guys that were interviewing was like Adam Carolla and maybe like Howard Stern. Right. And that was really all we had for, as an example of kind of like some ca casual conversation. Really? Yeah, then you have the the opposite side of the spectrum where you got like the more serious. You got Barbara Walters. You've got you know a little bit more like Larry King and stuff like that. Okay. Of course, of course, uh, you know the, the 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 Tonight Show and all these other things, right? Okay. And su such different style, but none of them really resonated with me like the way that Joe Rogan did because he was just sitting down. You know, he was having a little drink and I was like, damn, these guys are just chilling. I feel like they could just start playing poker and I'd still be watching. <laughs> and that's you know? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really like that. And after kind of progressing through different uh, stages in my life, I realized that I actually wanted to do a podcast myself. And I had started one like a year ago. I had the logo and everything, but um, I didn't have the support that that we have now. And I mean, even if... You know, we wouldn't got anything done. Just the community, man, the community is just so awesome with what we have now because we support each other. You know, if somebody's feeling bummed out or, man, I don't know if I could do this right now. And you just, we just talk to each other and it's like we just give each other motivation to keep going. And I think it's really important. So it's pretty awesome. No, I, I'm amazed. Like literally, literally for me, when I got into the program, I had just um, listened to a podcast with David Goggins, with Brian Rose. And um, I just thought of it as a way to uh, expand my business. And then it took on a whole life of its own. I didn't expect to get, like I would have paid 10 times the amount, really honestly, for what I got out of that program. Because uh, I mean, people from all over the country, like my world, like all over the world, what am I talking about country? Because we're both in the States, but from all over the world, um, all these different viewpoints, these perspectives, this. I, you know, being on the East Coast, New York, we think we're the shit, right? <laughs> and then I realized like, oh, London's six hours before us. And, uh, you know, uh, South Africa is even like seven hours. I'm like, oh, you know what? It, this is bullshit. Like the world is so much bigger than my little New York. So <laughs> I love that because it's just like a mind blow now. My, my brain is like so expanded now. And I have such a different perspective. And then I've realized that although we come from different countries, different areas, we all have the same really basic needs, concerns, wanting to make a difference, 
wanting to know more about life. It's just, and that's the thing I love about your podcast is that it's uh, free thinkers allowed and you're questioning or leaving it open for people to question, uh, you know, spirituality, their views on God, like anything really, basically you've left it open. And what made you come up with that? And because I've been in the class with you, I know kind of the process we've gone through. So within the context of the class, what made you come up with that concept? Or did you already have this before because you had started your podcast a year ago? You know, I've always been uh, inquisitive and I've always liked to ask questions. And in the realm of uh, religion or any religion, really, you have your fundamental of uh, your teachings and ideologies or whatever. And to a certain extent, those things are to dogmatically remain unquestionable, you know, uh, whether it's whoever prophet it is or whatever teaching it is. And, um, you know, I, I kind of came or became not content with that because I was delving so deep into the world of science and engineering. I'm an, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. So I'm already, I have some kind of, um, understanding when it comes to science and the way that things work. And I, I love science. I love history. So um, I, I just started kind of applying that to more ethereal things like spirituality and stuff like that. And I encourage people to question their spirituality because one of two, it's going to take you one of two paths. It's either going to um, allow you to grow out of what you've believed and you you're going to find out that you believe that only because you were taught that and it hasn't been your personal experience or you're going to actually find deeper truth in what you believe and you're going to stand more firm in what you believe and so when people ask you why do you believe that you have a good answer instead of like oh well that's just what my family believes that's how I was brought up you know so in in the in the area of information that answer is not uh, significant or it's not enough anymore where it's like, well, that's just how I was brought up. It's like, well, you should reevaluate that, you know, because um, you need to understand why you're doing things to also be able to understand who you are. And if you understand who you are, you can make a greater impact in the world. And I remember when I first saw your video, your very first video, you were sitting in your car and you were like, you were like almost speechless and like, I'm pretty empathic. So I like, I was feeling what you were feeling. You're like, Oh my God, you were like this thing. You were like, Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking yes. about. You know you gotta say. <laughs> right. I was just, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that this is going to be life changing. And uh, I almost didn't do it to be quite honest with you. Um, because I had to put together the funds to do it. And I'm like, okay, what am I Same scared here. of? I, yeah. What am I, I'm still paying it off. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And, um, and I'm thinking, okay, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of the failure or am I afraid of being humble enough to ask for the money to get it started? I was like, either way, whatever it is, either one of those being afraid of that is bullshit and I need to get past my own bullshit. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask for the money and I'm going to, and it's like, I have to say, it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Yeah. How was, uh. How, would, how did your family support you? How, are they, how was that? They were all like? about it. They were so all about it. Um, I was shocked. I mean, I kind of just, a lot of times when I'm trying to make a decision, I will like 
ruminated in my mind for a while before I kind of come out and say something because in my family, I'm kind of known to start something and then stop something or, uh, you know, like pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, not quite follow through. And I was kind of afraid of that. So, but when I actually came out and told everyone that I wanted to do it, they're just like, Oh my God, a podcast. That's so cool. And then the other side of it is they were so shocked that I actually finished the class and I actually have a podcast. <laughs> what was your family like when you told them you wanted to do it? Man, I was, I was kind of bummed out at first because I was like, man, this is really what I want to do. You know, I'm like this right here. And the fact that he was going to walk you through it and teach you all the things that, you know, possibly could have taken us three years to learn on our own. Easily. You know, and the resources and the community. So, I mean... I told my wife, I was just like, she saw me bummed out one day. She was like, what's wrong? I was like, I was like, whatever. I don't want to talk yeah, about the, the, it. Yeah, right. The wives already know, right? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, she was like, what's wrong? Talk to me. And I was like, okay, so I found this thing, you know, I, I want to do it. She was like, oh my God, she, she almost slapped me upside my head. She was like, you need to do this. You're like, oh, you have awesome. to do this. She was 100% supportive. Uh, and I said, this is going to take up a lot of time. You know, she was just like, I know, but this is what you need to do. She's like, this has been in you for so long, ever since, you know, we met back in like 2010 in Santa oh, Cruz, that's California. so awesome. So she, she, always, she always knew that about me, um, probably even before I knew it about myself, which is, you know, that's how, that's how it is. You guys that's know more than we do. You, you guys are more uh, relationally intelligent than we are. <laughs> Sometimes we're just... <laughs> I know, right? We don't have it sometimes. (laughs) I know. Let's hear it for the ladies. Yay. (laughs) I know. I want to connect more with with Gloria. I still haven't done a um, podcast with her yet. Um, She's going to make you cry. Are you serious? So the podcast that I did with her where where she was on my show, that was like, I think almost an hour and a half. Wow. And, um, yeah. I mean, we went deep when I, when I interview people, I'm all about details. So I interviewed Amar and like, he's like, he's like all about positivity and stuff. And I love it. And when we get together and talk about stuff like that, we, we always have a good conversation. Oh my gosh. I love that one part where you're talking about like, if this was 200 years ago, we would have had to send a letter and it would have taken months. And like that really just, that really sums it up because I'm a, uh, if you talk to me in pictures, I can get it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, like this is amazing that we're able to do this now. But yeah, so Amari, you're saying is uh, all about positivity. Yeah, so I went into like, because so, he, he had to leave his country um, of Iraq when, uh, when the U.S. moved in and when the war started there. So I was like, I want to know about that. Yeah. You know, what was it like for you as a kid having to move out? What was, you know, did you know what was going on? So um, so for me, I always like, I like, I love details because they're, yes. they're how somebody, the, the product of the person that you meet today is all in the details of what they went through. So it's like, I can, ha- I can help people understand you today if they understand what you went through, the struggles you went through, right. your mentality, um, and all of that stuff, you know? So the one where I interviewed him, I, I love details. So every, anybody that's going to get interviewed by me, I'm going to, I'm going to dig deep a little bit. I hear that. No, that's how you get to know people and you get to know, um, you know, what they're thinking and what they went through and what makes them the person that they are. And one of the things that I noticed, um, since you brought that up, uh, is that, um, 
is your religious background Pentecostal or evangelical um, or I don't you know I don't even know I don't really? even know what that what that meant because when I was growing up um I, my mom I guess she became a Christian like before I was even like born. Okay. okay so I was pretty much in church all my life it, it was I was going to a lot of Hispanic churches um, so it was all, a lot of it was just the services in Spanish. So it's a different okay. culture than like just a straight up American Christian church. Well, it's interesting because my husband's from Alabama and, um, I grew up Catholic and he's from Pentecostal. So like when I was listening to your podcast, the things that he, the things that you were talking about reminded me a lot of the things that we've talked about. And I'm just like, wow, I wonder if it's like, you know, he's assembly of God uh, I think that's when he grew up in an AG church and then Pentecostal. And then he has so many questions. And so when he met me, he would always talk about, okay, what's the Catholic? Do you really, do you, uh, what did he say? Um, pray to Mary and all, <laughs> yeah. all those things. So I was just, I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what it was. I, I think the, the Hispanic church, the, uh, cause I went to a few different ones. I think a lot of them were like AG um but i i was i was never really into the whole like let's label this denomination type of thing or whatever it is and, you know i didn't even become aware of that until like i started studying the history you know martin oh. luther and the reformation and i i bought this book called the uh, uh something about christian mysticism and there was a, like a lot of stories of the saints there now, how old so were you like, when you did this how old were you would you I say I was uh, like 26, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This was after I left the military. So um, before, before I went into the Navy, I was all just, my life was just 100% music. I was in a hip hop group. I thought we were going to make it. You know, we, w we did some shows and um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but I, I grew up poor. You know, I lived in, okay. um, in a zero bedroom apartment. I had a, uh, 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 the bedroom was was really a bathroom which was maybe like a 10 by 10 I had a bed in the bathroom and I slept in the bathroom for like 14 years that was my room so we were poor gotcha um, yeah so I didn't, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, yeah I didn't have money for gear I didn't know I didn't have money for schooling you know I didn't want to go to like community college because I, I really didn't like school I love to learn but like the way the the school system was right. I was just like, I just don't like it. I never really did very well in school. Now, when I did the studies on my own, like I would study history, man, I would get A's and the right. teachers would, would think that I was cheating. Cause like, how, how do you like doing such poor in these other things? And when it comes to this, like you just really good. Right. Like, Cause I'm paying attention. You know, I don't, I don't want to take notes. Cause when I go home, I don't study. I go mess around. Right. So exactly. I'm just listening to you I absorb everything. So they all thought I was cheating and economics and history was like my best classes that I, that I used to like and auto shop too. But um, yeah, I just, I just didn't like school. So a lot of buddies were going to um, the, they were planning to go to the military okay. and then me and my buddy was like, dude, we should go be Navy SEALs. So I'd be in the recruiter's office. This was like, uh, I was like 17 at the time. So I okay. wasn't able to enlist yet. So I'd be every day, in the recruiter's office watching navy seal videos every single day i'm like this is what i want to do i want to be a navy seal <laughs> so when i was 17 me and him we actually signed all the paperwork and for like a whole year we just worked out so ever since we were um juniors in high school okay or seniors we were, we were seniors so by the time that came uh, the graduation came we'd go in 
So um, I didn't graduate on time because of a girl. So I wanted, I'd rather spend time with her. Oh, (laughs) see, yeah, there's always distractions. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, that didn't end up happening. But I still went to the military. I just ended up being an electrician instead. Um, But uh, Which is so well, right? Yeah, I mean, I did six years. And when I got out, I've been working in this uh, industry for about 12 years now. I work for a backup power industry. And it's a good gig, but uh, but this is this is right here what I want. This is your passion, right? Yeah, and I want to incorporate my music into this too because I'm also a musician. So I know I I was uh, listening to your um, podcast from when you uh, your boy that uh, is the headman for Into the Pacific. Yeah. Yes, and you play guitar, drums. What else do you play? Um, you know anything I can get my hands on. Really. guitars drums bass keyboards synthesizers my wife is a musician too so we get down is she really yeah what does she play she plays a lot of synths she likes she likes a lot of edm electronic kind of i love edm oh my gosh i'm about to interview a um uh, a guy that um he does djing and stuff like that and and as you know my um, podcast millennial mom so i know a lot of millennials want to they don't want to just work the nine to five. They want to live their passion as well. And you seem like someone who has been able to incorporate your whole entire life. And you, you seem well adjusted for everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are just, I, I mean, what has, what's your secret? You know, cause so I, many I try, I try to be, I try yeah. to be well adjusted. Um, it's tough, man. Especially when I got two little kids. Yeah. Um, that's why. And that was another thing too is that during the whole class, you know, for anyone who's listening, this man has, I mean, from what I could see, I didn't even want to ask you any questions because everybody was just like, go to Marcos, go to Marcos. You want to know what microphone? Go to Marcos. He can help you. And I'm just like, and then I saw um, some recording where you were just coming from work and, and you said something about wife and kids. I was like, what? He got a wife and kids (laughs) and a job. And I mean, you just give, give, give. And where do you get that from where you just give and that you're just so balanced? Oh, man, I wish I wish I was more balanced. I'm trying to find there's always a struggle for more balance for time. My wife just started painting and um, she, she, I got her, her own little artwork stuff or whatever in, in that room. Um, that's so cool. she's. She's really doing amazing right now. I looked at the first painting. I was like, damn, that's good. She was like, oh, my God, this is just like practice. I was like, that, that's practice? I'm like, oh, shit. Wow, okay. that is so awesome. Yeah, so uh, it's always, it's always a, a struggle trying to find the time for stuff. Um, you know what? It's, I, I have to um, keep telling myself to not make excuses for myself. Oh, you know, okay. for, for a long time, I did that. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do that because of this. And just like what you were referring to in the starting the, the broadcast yourself was like the fear are people are even going to listen to what I have to say. Am I even interesting enough? Um, do I want to be more entertaining, more comedic, more informational? You don't know these things until right. you kind of start and get the ball rolling. And that's another um, thing you don't know till you do it. Yeah. 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 For me, it's, for me, it's like, he was like, you know, you got a micro niche. I love, I love that idea, but I'm so much more expansive than that, you know? So it's, it was really hard for me to like, kind of try to get it down to, um, to that. So I came up with just free thinkers because it kind of drives the point of the micro niche, but it also gives room to expand, 
you know, because uh, I love talking about all kinds of different things with people I agree with, people I disagree with. I love new ideas. I love uh, new ways of thinking. So, so do you think because you're just, have you always been very open-minded? Do you think that's what helps you to stay I, balanced or? No, I, I don't think I've always been open-minded. Um, being in the military, you have to be a certain way. You have to, okay. especially when you're working with uh, equipment and machinery, I can't have opinions about how electricity works. I have to know how electricity works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Okay. So it's, so it's like you have, to, you have to kind of have some, some level of confidence when working with stuff like that because right. you can get hurt if you don't. <clears throat> so I don't think that I used to be open-minded. Um, I think it wasn't until I actually started using cannabis that I became more open-minded because I became a lot more introspective and seeing um, my actions, the consequence of my actions towards okay. myself and towards other people. Wow. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I was like, okay, I, I was listening to starting listening to Brian Rose and then different, different podcasts. I love how Joe Rogan had people on there that I didn't agree with, but he would listen, he would sit there and listen to them. And I, I knew because I listened to other podcasts that he didn't agree with them either. Oh, wow. Uh, and and I was just like, wow, he's and he's like just really engaged in the conversation. And I really admired that about him. And before 10 years ago, I would have just been not one of those people. I'd have been like, I'm right. You're wrong. And that's what it is, you know, and that's just not it, it's not the point of life. You know, mm. even even if you disagree with each other, the point of life is to enjoy each other and share these moments. You know, if I had the best New York cheesecake on you know, that you guys have over there and I brought it to the West Coast and I didn't share it with anybody. It's just like, what's the point of that? You know <laughs> That's I mean? so true, right? <laughs> and it's just like, come on, man, you got to share, you know? And so even if it's with my kids, with my wife, you got to give a little bit of yourself. So when you're going, you know, going back to how do you find this balanced? I think that one, there, I think that there's a lot of signatures that like when, you, when an artist makes a painting, they put a little signature and like that's, that's how you know that's their painting. And not just because of that signature, but because of their style, their textures that they use. You're like, you can just look at it and be like, okay, that's this guy. He does that. When you hear a, a Guns N' Roses solo, you don't even have to know that it's Slash. You're like, that's Slash because he plays like that. So it's a signature. So I think that one of God's signatures in humanity is being generous because it goes completely against the, the will to survive, the, the, um, the survival of the fittest, mm. right? To give away your resources is not contingent with survival. So, um, and, I've, and I've said this, when, whenever you give, you feel good. You know, I've never, ever felt shitty when I give a homeless guy a meal to eat, yeah. that doesn't happen. Okay. You, know, you, you feel good. Like, why is that? Why is that? That's so counterintuitive to survival. That's interesting that that's, you say that because yeah. I've been doing that a lot and I don't, and I'm like, this is like, I have more energy the more I give. And it, it's interesting. It's I, and I'm, I, I don't understand how it works. I just know that it works. And I'm, I am completely mystified. I don't know how, and I, and I've heard it though. This is the crazy thing about it. I've heard it, but it's almost, you know how Brian Rose in his intro talks about uh, engaging within the world and transforming yourself and how much can we, and it's just, my world has opened up so much and then I'm giving and it's just, and I used to be very selfish 
and what about me what can i get and what can i do and now i think about other people and as and i have more energy thinking about other people than i did when i was thinking about myself does that make yeah. sense oh yeah absolutely you know that's and that's one of those mysteries i think um I am the type of person that doesn't like to live with mysteries. I like to find that's, out. So that's, that's exactly one of the things I'm writing that down. Say. I'm writing that down, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, next podcast we do, I got some answers for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What is that energetically? Um, but yeah, I, I know it's so funny because I wrote down on here. It's, you said you do not like when there's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes you have to live with the fact that you're not going to have an answer. I understand that, you know, um, but I don't approach it from the point of view of I have to find out because my ego is dri driving me. No, it's like I want to find out because I want to teach this, you know. So like what I just explained to you about whole, the whole feeding people and, and feeling good about that. It's like I want to understand what's happening. Why is it that when you give somebody something, you're, there's something in your brain that goes click and it just releases the endorphins and the oxytocin into your body that says, dang, that feels good. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some uh, neurological science to be researched there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then um, I know you had mentioned, um, and I'm interested too, in quantum physics um, and the science behind everything and the science that can prove science that kind of proves God. Um, and what have you found in like your research or what you've uh, studied? I still have so much more research to do, um, you know, and I, I have, I have one fundamental question. Um, and the question is, can, can science prove God? There's, I research a lot of guys that, um, will say that you can and when i look at the research it flies over my head because i'm just like it's so technical that I, I kind of don't understand it right now i'm trying to wrap my head around microbiology to just to just begin to understand what these guys are talking about when it comes to transhumanism um and which i just released an episode on transhumanism if you guys don't know what it is it's, i give you a base layer of what transhumanism is but um so it can can it actually do that or is it just maybe just an ethereal thing where it's like um where it's it's the soul because people that are deep into science they they kind of throw away the whole spirituality thing right okay um so there's they're deeply intellectual a lot of them are atheists and it's like they, they they throw away the whole spirituality thing so for me there's like a whole another side of life that they're not experiencing or maybe they can even help them understand other things Right. about their part of life which is fine you know it's cool we we, we still get along but um I, I just if if you're spiritual and you're like really spiritual you just know it's hard to explain somebody that has never had their own podcast the feeling that you get when right you do a podcast. i know you can't explain it you just yes. have to experience it so when it comes to god it's like, I, I can try to explain it to somebody that has absolutely no idea, but it's difficult. Now, if you, even if you're just like an artistic person or you're, you're just spiritually minded and you feel, you feel what's going on, you're empathic, you know what's going on. When you talk to those people about certain things, 
even though they might not understand your particular idea, they understand what you're talking about when it comes to spirit life. Okay. You know, they're like, hmm, yeah, the emotions have a lot to do with it. When you were talking about how, how, how just, I just went into what you were feeling at the moment when you were doing that video, I was just like, I get it, man. I understand you. And I think that's part of spirit, right? Just like, yeah. I think there's, there's this thread of interconnection between all of humanity that when you, when you, some people you just click with and some people you don't. And the people that you click with are usually people that are um, not even necessarily believe what you believe. Cause I have a lot of friends that they don't believe what I believe, but we just right. click. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel that I feel what you're saying, you know? And it's like, there's such a mutual respect for each other where, you know, let, let me hear why you believe that. And it's like, cool, I get it. I see where you're coming from. I don't, I still don't agree with it, but I respect it because that's what got you there. You know? Right. Okay. So All right. man, it's just, it's just different. It, so can there be an explanation? I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to bridge that gap and there's more than just one connection. You know, there's, there's a lot of different connections. So with quantum physics, I believe we're kind of starting to step into right. this unknown realm of, of the, the, the deeply uh, scientific and mathematical part of yeah. quantum physics, which is extremely complicated. It is. And then there's, and then there's the more like, um, like a theological side of, of quantum physics where you're looking at it as a, like a, like a philosophical side of quantum physics, you know, where you're talking about ethics and ethics of transhumanism and artificial intelligence and the ethics of really messing with gene splitting and all this, uh, all this oh, other yeah. stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a distinction between these two worlds and I, it's my, my life's work to just try to find, the connections between this world and this world, if there is any, you know? And this is the thing that's exciting for me is that um, I kind of already feel like I know that I feel like our class is special. I don't know why I just do maybe because um, just the, the topics, like I, I, have you ever listened to JC? He's the guy yes. that had the, Oh my gosh. Like his, experience i want to i want to i want to learn more about uh what he's working on but and so and then just gloria and then even kia being the team you know just do you believe that we're all like we were kind of put into this class for a reason how do you feel yeah. about that <laughs> I, you know um yeah i totally i totally understand where you're coming from um i'm, I'm kind of torn in that aspect as well and this is something that i'm still trying to figure out in life um, the balance between uh, like a divine intervention. Right. Because I've had opportunities in my life that have come and gone. And yes. I like, dang, I've missed it. Right. I missed it. That's, right? How, that's so, exactly how I feel. So was, so was it supposed to, was I supposed to miss it? No, I don't think I was supposed to miss it. But what I am supposed to do is not just uh, react and let what life happen to me, but respond um, on purpose in a way that I'm going to learn from this. I had a child die on me, you know, and, oh, you know, wow. it's just like, was that supposed to happen? I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I, I don't think so. You know, I can't, um, I can't imagine that something's like, well, that's supposed to happen to you or someone else that loses a child or loses a leg or loses an eye, yeah. loses something, you know, was that supposed to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't think that those things are supposed to happen. Um, but it's up to us to respond 
whether that's whether that situation is going to absolutely crush you or whether you're going to learn from it and come out on top, you know? So there, there's that side of it. And then there's the divine intervention of, man, we got these amazing group of people. How is it? What is the, what is the, the possibility? What's the number, the possibility that this amount of group of people can come together in, in the same type of mind work that mm-hmm. we that we have, we all have different religions and thought process and atheists and Muslims and Christians. And, and yeah. I've talked to all, everyone, you know, and it's just like, we we're so connected. It's just like how, this, this right here is proof, empirical proof to me that the world can get along. Exactly. You know? And it's like this right here. And it's just like, man, it, it's, it's possible. <laughs> right. You know, it's possible. It really is. And, um, do you think it's possible because we were all united in like this purpose with the, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That that's definitely a thing there because we all had a common purpose, right? We all, we all invested into it and we're all like, okay, this is what our thing is. So maybe the common, we, we, as a, as a planetary species, we need to find a common goal so that we can move forward together, you know, as, uh, as, as a human race. And have all of this just this nonsense um, wars and stuff like that it just keep continuing on you know i'm not I'm not like super anti war or anything. I understand that sometimes when there, there's bad guys oh in the yeah, world, I was in the army, you, so yeah, I, I get it yeah, yeah. you got to respond, you have yeah. to respond. If somebody comes into your house trying to harm your children, you have to respond with violence, you know so I'm not I, like that, I like that you work, you use the word respond as opposed to react. And I noticed that you're very, uh, with your words, you, you're very precise. And uh, is that something you've developed over time or? Um, yes. Okay. When, when, I was, when I was a kid, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't born in this country. I was born in Mexico. So coming here, I, I definitely felt different. Um, and it was a different culture. So I, I, whenever I would say certain things or uh, try to express myself, I felt like people didn't understand me. So I was just oh, like, wow. how, do I, how do I get people to understand me? So I used to go home as a little kid in like uh, elementary and junior high. I used to go home and read the dictionary. How can I say this better? You know, so I can sit here and use super, super big words, but it's like, what's the, what's the point of that? People don't know, don't know what they mean, but like, I try to just use enough to make sure that I like, okay, what does that mean? All right. People that are interested, they're going to go look that up and be like, all right, cool. And then I'm, I'm teaching people. And at the same time, I'm, I'm make sure that I, that people, when they read that, or if they already know it, they know what I'm talking about, you right. know, cause there, there's certain words in Spanish that don't translate into English. So I- that's and that's interesting too. In our course, uh, Brian talked about doing our podcast in English, and um, and there's words that don't translate into English, right? And um, that's the one thing I love about Gloria. Gloria did not care; she would just <laughs> she just go for it. Like she just, I love her because she's the one that. I, I feel like that brought everybody out of their shell because she's just like, this is my story and this is it and that's it. And, um, you know, but I just noticed that with your command of the English language that you're very precise, you know exactly what you want to say, you know what you're, 
and and you're honest in the sense that you know what I don't have the answers I have you know I have questions I'm still questioning but I I what I've come to learn through this course is that your authenticity and your vulnerability and your realness helps bring it out in other people um, how old were you when you came over to this country I was three years old so you know I I um I was pretty much raised here which is why I don't have like a really heavy uh hispanic accent i don't even hear it i had no idea it's so funny because i was like am i gonna ask him what his nationality is i don't know i have no idea i had no idea <laughs> yes yes yeah. he's just some um, dude in my podcasting class from the east from the west coast <laughs> yeah i mean my dad had had a lot of uh spanish blood in him so which is why i'm not why if i stay inside a lot i don't i don't look as dark but once, once the summer comes along, you say, you look at my arms and be like, oh, okay, there, now I get it. <laughs> now, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I know I heard one of your podcasts, uh, you're talking about uh, musical influences. Uh, what, what's your favorite? What do you listen to nowadays? I'm, I'm so, man, I have such a, such a wide variety of music that I listen to. People are like, have you ever heard about this? I'm like, yeah, I've heard about that. Like, that's, how do you know about this? Like Irish 1800s Celtic music. And I'm like, yeah, I like that stuff, you know, cause it's, I'm a musician. So yeah. I have an ear, I have an ear for stuff. And, um, so when I was in the military, it was all just like the hardest metal I could find. Cause that's just all I wanted to hear. It was just heavy, just heaviness. Right. And, I like that type of music as well because it's it's fast and it's fun to play. If you're a musician and you're playing like uh, some really heavy rock, yeah. it's so fun because you just get to unleash all of this energy that, you know, if you're playing like blues, yeah, there's a lot of soul in that. Ooh, right. and it feels good. I dun 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 dun. Mm, yeah. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, and that gets you, right? Yeah. But it doesn't have the same effect you know we have different emotions so the fact that we have different styles of music it just fits right along with those emotions i can't yeah. work out to blues you know i'm gonna <laughs> fall asleep <laughs> i need some heavy you know something that's gonna get me pumped up like i'm going to war so <laughs> i hear you i hear you i know oh, yeah. when i worked out i was listening to david goggins like he, he's like always jogging he's like stay hard and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, imagine if you just had like uh david goggins like an app where it's like all right i feel like quitting push this button and he just says something to you oh he's <laughs> awesome i love him he's <laughs> awesome he, he keeps you motivated oh man he's insane man he's definitely that cut the type of guy that you don't want to give an excuse to you know You're right like, exactly like, you know he's not gonna buy it <laughs> no definitely not definitely not so you definitely have some routines and some things that you do um to keep you uh, motivated, uh, you're busy with your work, with your children, with your family. What's some one thing that you have to do during the course of your day to keep you grounded? Um, <laughs> changing poopy diapers that keeps you pretty grounded. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like you just, it's not. There's nothing more humbling than that. It's like, all right, here we go. Bam, bam, bam. Take care of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! How old are how old are your kids? Uh, my oldest one is uh, he's four, and then the baby he's uh, like one in three months. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, nothing like changing. I remember those days. <laughs> 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 does uh, does the little one stay? Does he sleep through the night or she? 
Um, yeah, he does. Sometimes he wakes up. Um, usually we'll give him like a, like a bottle of juice, like around midnight, just so, just so that we make sure that he stays asleep. Um, but my older one, he, I think within like six or seven months, he was sleeping all night through this other one. I don't know if it's because he's big. I, I have no idea when he was about one years old, I took my, my big kid to the, to the playground, to the park. Mm-hmm. And I saw another kid there that was about six months older than him so he's about a year and a half and my son was like huge i was just like how old's your son he's like oh he's like a year and a half he's like mine's like almost a year he was like 11 months and a few weeks right he was huge he already had six teeth like i just feel like he's gonna be taller than all of us i have a cousin who's actually six six five you know and he's probably the tallest one in the whole family i was about to say that's a tall mexican (laughs) yeah it's probably the tallest mexican i ever seen (laughs) yeah so so this one um he's he i can tell he's gonna be tall he's already pinning his four-year-old brother down oh my goodness i'm like oh my god <laughs> like oh my god this is not gonna end good <laughs> you're, so it you're sounds like your big brother you you kind of like have it all you got the family you're working on your passion your wife's doing her thing is there anything uh that nags at you or gnaws at you that you just like hmm there's a lot of stuff you know um I think we, we all have those things, you know, mm. just because, just because of the, the highlight, I put my highlights of my life on social media and the highlights of what's in my mind and in my heart onto my podcast. Right. Um, those are just the highlights, you know, Got you it. don't, you don't see the, the struggles um, that, you know, my wife struggles with uh, some stuff and her health. And it's like, that's just something that we got to deal with. Got so it's it. like, it's it's not it's not always uh you know marshmallows and rainbows like like we would you. like we would like it to be but right, um right. just listen listening to Jocko Willink listening mm-hmm. to David Goggins you know taking extreme ownership trying exactly. to be a better leader yeah pushing through resistance understanding that when you work out with a two pound dumbbell you're not going to get as much growth than if you work out with a fifteen pound dumbbell right so the more resistance the more growth. I understand that now doesn't make it any easier, but at least I can, I can move, move forward knowing that um, whatever the challenge is that life brings, I'm going to come out on top on the other side. I'm going to absolutely try to learn from whatever I'm going through. You know? And I think also too, is that um, you realize that this is for this moment, you know, it's not, uh, and you just, and I feel like in my life, that if I wasn't able to handle it, that, or that I'm giving things that it's going to be okay. Like it's, it's not, maybe it's not the way I want it. Or maybe I, 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 you know, you don't want a loved one to be sick or, or be going through things, but obviously there's, for me, I just feel like, okay, there's a reason, there's a purpose. I don't know what that reason or this purpose is, but I'm going to do my best with what I have. And I'm learning that what I have is enough. It really is uh, for whatever it is I'm going through, because let, let's face it. If you're in a car accident and you have to get everybody out of the car, you're not going to be like, Oh, do I have to do? No, you're just going to, you're going to react. You're going to do what you got to do. You're going to, and it's almost like I have to do that in my, my everyday life of not overthinking things, just do what you got to do and move on. You know, I, I get stuck when I start overthinking things and I want to, 
you know, I wish it was this way or, you know, it just life as it is and just keep moving forward. And you definitely, how old are you? 30. Uh, see if I remember. 36. <laughs> 36. Yeah. You definitely yeah. are an inspiration because I mean, you're, you're living your dream, you're handling your business, you're taking care of your family. Um, you know, you weren't, uh, born with a silver spoon in your mouth. And, and, and you're making it happen. And you're actually, you finally went ahead and, you know, like, uh, Brian Rose has pulled the trigger <laughs> and yeah. did this podcast. Like, that's just amazing. And I am so honored that I got to, got to finally sit down and talk to you. And I hope it won't be the last time. No, we'll keep doing this, man. This is, this is awesome. I, I love talking to all you guys and, uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this as many times as we can. All right. And do you have any last words for anybody who uh, may be struggling in life or trying to figure out where to go or what to do? Yeah, sure. So right now I'm uh, reading a book by Jocko Willink. It's called Extreme Ownership. And he, he gives um, circumstances where he was a Navy SEAL. So he talks about a lot of hard things, a lot of hard situations that he had to um, you know, he had to be in being okay. in the military. So he said that if you don't take extreme ownership for whatever it is, uh, whether it's your job, whether it's military, whether it's your family, mm -hmm. um, you're going to always try to pass on the buck and that's someone else's problem. That's someone, and you're not going to have a solution for it. The moment you start to say, this is my fault. I need to do something about it is when the creative juices start flowing, your mindset switches and you begin to create more solutions. There's one that I'm still struggling with and my ego's kind of like, mm, but it's traffic. Like how is traffic my fault? It's ain't my fault, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, okay, let's just, let's just take it easy here and just, just try to think about some, some different solutions, you know, to different areas in life, whether it's technical issues, whether it's work, family, um, extreme ownership, just own it, own your shit, man. Stop making excuses. You know, if you find yourself making excuses, that's a perfect opportunity for you to recognize that and be like, okay, instead of an excuse, I have the opportunity to have a solution for this, even if it's not my job, even if I'm not getting paid for it, even because that's not what life is. It's not just, well, I'm doing it. I'm getting paid. And that's just work. You know, right. work is not necessarily passion. It's just work, but passion is helping people. And um, you, you never know where that type of thing might take you, man. So yeah, check. If you guys check out Jocko Willink's book, it's really amazing. And um, I'll be, I'll be making a podcast soon about, extreme ownership i'm taking awesome. notes and uh, so yeah my podcast yes. is free thinkers allowed i am on instagram free thinkers allowed podcast you can find me on facebook itunes google play i just got on stitcher because my buddy was like oh, i'm not you're not on stitcher watch oh. out for those android people so okay. i got on stitcher and uh, everywhere you can hear podcasts so yeah there it is. There it is. Thank you. And the other thing I like is also is like when you talk about people hitting you up, the one thing you don't want people to be is don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. That's it, man. That's it. I don't care what you have to say. We can talk about it, but just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say be kind, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's I should probably say, just be kind. <laughs> but see, that's but, not you. You that's that. Yeah. I know. Like, I even like the way you say it. You say it even better. Like you just say, <laughs> say it again. Don't be a dick. There you go. <laughs> I wish I had a little record button at work. Like, you know what? Okay, let me just push this button, and then you would just pop up and say, "Don't be a dick." Be a dick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hand it to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, have a good night. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. And um, I look forward to talking to you again. My pleasure. We'll do it again. All right. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Bye. Peace out, everybody. Yes.